So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at, at Marshall's. Marshalls. Hey, guys, this is Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, you name it. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Hit me on Twitter at MikeLSports and, of course, Instagram, MikeLSports1979. The Platter is brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College, the Al and Angus Pub, the Vince Aguirre Consulting Group, and our great friend over at State Farm Insurance, South Bay Row. Get a free rate quote if you're in and around Central New York or the greater New York State from Matt Graham of State Farm. Go ahead and log on to State Farm, uh, State Farm's website uh, in the Central New York region. That's SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Get a free rate quote today and ask Matt what is the uh, rate drop that you can get. If you need auto, if you need life, if you need health, property, business, all insurance products there are available with Matt Graham. He's been serving the greater central New York area since 2016, actually, having his nice little five-year anniversary this year. So go see Matt Graham, South Bay Road in North Syracuse, SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com is the website. So let me get into really what looks like a pretty, I think, exciting NHL playoff picture. I mean, this is, this looks, this looks awesome. Um, And as we record this, Vegas uh, clinched a playoff berth. Um, They beat the Sharks to tie their record with an eighth straight victory. They're the first in the NHL, as I record this, to qualify for a playoff berth. And within me setting the NHL playoff picture and kind of some ideas, you know, some matchups and things, you know, I'd I'd love to see, um, I I will kind of weave into the conversation, you know, that I just don't think that hockey, you know, has ever been better. I, I really, I really don't, I really don't remember a time when the NHL was this good. Um, I know it's not as popular as, you know, the NFL and the NBA uh, to a degree in certain markets. I know it's not as important as, you know, even a Major League Baseball, certainly way, 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 way behind, um, you know, college football, you know, and in March, you know, college basketball for sure. But try telling everyone in Canada, you know, that it, that it doesn't matter. I mean, that's their home sport, and the ratings are through the roof for the Canadian division. I mean, they're just through the roof. I mean, Hockey Night in Canada, uh, TSN, Sportsnet, <clears throat> I mean, these channels are just blowing ratings through the roof. Uh, and if you don't believe it, go listen to Spit and Chicklets. Go listen to, you know, 31 Thoughts. Go listen to other hockey pods. Go listen and go read people uh, talk about it. Uh, the ratings are, are fantastic because the product is great. And they love the product, even when it's a little bit down. But it's not down. It's way, way up. And, you know, go try telling people in Tampa, 
you know, defending cup champions, the organization they've built there. They've really made Tampa a really a hockey hotbed, I think, uh, you know, in, in the South when they were doubted. You know, they now have two Stanley Cups to their resume since they, since they expanded. Uh, there are teams that have been in the, the, the NHL for, what are we, 51 years now. Canucks, Sabres, and they don't have one. They've been to the Cup Finals, but they don't have one. Um, you know, Tampa's done a great job. Try telling the people in Vegas that hockey's not important, right? And one of the best teams in the league since they expanded. And, frankly, one of the great sports stories of the last 50 years that the Vegas Golden Knights even got to the Cup Finals. Had they won, I think it probably would have been the, the best. Uh, go try telling people in major markets, New York, Boston, Chicago, you know, Philadelphia. I mean, you, know how much, you know how many people love their flyers in Philly? I mean, how many people are passionate about that? Going back to the Broad Street bully days, people can't wait to pack the garden again. The Rangers, hottest team in hockey <clears throat> up until getting smacked the other night. But, you know, hockey matters in a lot of these parts. And I just think the product's amazing. <clears throat> I don't think it's ever been better. You know, I was thinking about this last night when I was watching the Blackhawks score. I think it was three in the third period and then win an OT. Um, and I love three-on-three three overtime, by the way. I just think the three-on-three three is so unbelievable. It's up and down, end-to-end, tons of crisp passes, uh, so much open ice it isn't even funny. I, I really love it. I really love the overtime. But I'm watching it and I'm going... When was it ever better? You know, when when was when was the NHL ever better? I mean, five years ago, no, because five years ago kind of pushed into where we are now. You know, it certainly wasn't in the early two thousands. I, I think when Ovechkin and Crosby came in, you know, fifteen, sixteen years ago, which is just mind boggling to think about. Mind boggling. Um I think at that particular moment, I think that, you know, the NHL, maybe with a new wave of, of superstar power, and, and these guys are like LeBron in the sense that, you know, they were so hyped up coming in, and all they've done is just exceed the hype. I mean, there's just no other way to say it. I mean, these guys, these guys are, um, you know, they're in Mount Rushmore discussions right now. I mean, that's, <clears throat> you know, that's how great they've been. Ovechkin, you know, has been playing since 2001 um, professionally, but since 2004, you know, with the Capitals, he was picked first overall in that 04 draft. Uh, and then Crosby was first overall in the 05 draft. So you had a back-to-back year sort of thing where, <clears throat> you know, people were kind of anointing it as, well, you know, here we go, like... This is this is this is Mario Lemieux, right? This is Mario Lemieux Wayne Gretzky type stuff here, right? Mario was the first overall pick in the 84 draft. You had Gretzky obviously, you know, a few years before that as we know he was a top scorer in the <clears throat> World Junior Ice Hockey Championships June 78. He signed with the Indianapolis Racers of the WHA, played a little bit there, but then he was traded to the Edmonton Oilers. When the WHA folded, the Oilers then joined the NHL, um, and then of course forget about it. So it, you know it wasn't quite the same as the draft with you know with with Mario. Um, you know he was playing at World Juniors and just signed, and then um, you know it was 
signing, then traded, and then whammo into the NHL. And then we know that when Wayne Gretzky went to the Kings, the league just completely changed. And, and Wayne Gretzky going, <clears throat> I don't think people realize this, but Wayne Gretzky, and I think that the game back then was probably pretty darn good and pretty darn healthy as well. Obviously wide, wide open. Goaltending was horrific then, but I think now we've actually got a pretty good, you know, um, balance, you know, between great, great, players and size and speed and you know in skill and youth and uh uh you know everything that goes into it you know and they're all doing it by the way on that little blade um but they're they're doing it at such a high level I think offensively back you know when Gretzky came on the scene and then a few years after Lemieux and then you had you know you had Brett Hall and you had Iserman and you had all these other players that were just up and down the ice Messier um you know, craziness into the, you know, mid late 80s into the 90s, you know, the Luke Robitaille of the world, uh, you know, then you were getting into the Paul Correa, Pavel Bure, you know, some of that international Russian speed um, and, and, and other Euro games like Yarmer, Yager, <clears throat> you know, that was probably a pretty darn good era too. Goaltending was so bad in the 80s. We've got a nice little balance right now between really, really good goaltending and guys who can just flat out beat the guys between uh, the pads or anywhere else, top shelf, low shelf, uh, sides, um, uh, again, size, speed, youth, skill set. It's been absolutely mind-boggling to watch the product uh, of the NHL. And, <clears throat> you know, I think Gretzky, Lemieux into into that little 8- to 10-year era was unbelievable. Uh, I, you know, the 90s bothered me a little bit because of all the trapping and the two-line passing and um, you know, I think the NHL, I really got to give them and, you know, and then Gretzky, of course, I got to finish that point, you know, Gretzky going to the West coast, the LA Kings, it was a heartbreaker for Canada. It was a heartbreaker for Edmonton. I mean, you know, their, 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 their chosen son, so to speak, and their chosen sport going to LA. <clears throat> but by the same token, we look back at the history of the origins of, of certain things happening in the NHL with certain teams, you know, <clears throat> that opened the door for a lot of different things that opened the door for a lot of markets uh, the Kings, all of a sudden in the forum, they were sharing it with the Lakers. They became a a must a, a must see attraction as well. You know, it wasn't just Magic Johnson and, and the Lakers. Now they're you know they had a new a new sheriff in town, and Wayne Gretzky was it. And so now all of a sudden, these celebrities who were you know sitting courtside, the Jack Nicholsons and everyone else, uh, you know, they they were going out to the Kings games. You know, and and it was. Uh, you know, you had a couple of, of, of star-studded events per week in L.A. in the same building. Uh, and then them getting really, really good and, and showing their might. Um, all of a sudden, right? San Jose Sharks, right? Anaheim Ducks, Mighty Ducks. Off the movie, of course, a little bit too. But the expansion of Gretzky and, and uh, or I should say the trade of Gretzky really led to the expansion of California hockey, West Coast hockey. The Coyotes come on the forefront. Uh, you know, Minnesota goes to Dallas in the move. Uh, you know, the Florida Panthers and the Sun Belt in, in Tampa Bay and Carolina, um, you know, moving from Hartford, which was, I thought, a little bit of a heartbreaker there. Um, you know, Quebec moving to Colorado. There was Midwest, West Coast, Southern Belt expansion <clears throat> that all kind of really happened off of that Gretzky trade. And I think, you know, now you look at the sport and you look at just the, the crazy balance and the the unbelievable ability. Um, it was really, really, really a great night again last night as I record this, thinking about 
you know, the past years and what eras, and I credit Gary Bettman, I credit the NHL for making a lot of the rule changes. I really do. Um, I think when you look at the two-line pass, it was such a horrendous, every single time, you know, you had a, just think of it this way, Sergei Fedorov, Steve Eiserman, two Hall of Famers, right, playing on those Stanley Cup teams with the Red Wings in the 90s, right? 97 and 98, they won back-to-back. Great team, Scotty Bowman, puck possession, the Russian five, the whole deal, right? Think about Sergei Fedorov passing to Steve Eiserman or Nick Lidstrom. Um, passing up ahead to <clears throat> anyone, Fedorov, Iserman, right? And it, and it going across two lines and just ooh, being blown dead, right? Pathetic. You are wasting an unbelievable opportunity to not only have a scoring chance, but to have the building, if you're playing at home, <clears throat> to have the building rise as one. Right? I mean, that's that. That's really, that's really what we're looking at here. The excitement level. Odd man rushes. Scoring chances. Two on ones. I mean, think about fast breaks in basketball, right? Think about... I mean, baseball's product is so bad, but think about baseball when you know you got a guy on second base and and uh, you know it, it's it's late in the game. Though they put him on second base as a just that's a handout. It'll be cartoon baseball right now. Let me tell you. But you get the picture. Let's say like eighth inning, and uh, you know you're tied, and Mike Trout's up, and there's a guy on second, and he gets a base hit, and that guy's coming around third base, and the outfielder's charging the ball, right? Those kind of moments in sports. You know, college football, um, you know, Auburn, Alabama, late in a game, you know, at, at the goal line, right? Uh, uh, an exciting punt or kick return. Um, you know, Patrick Mahomes with the ball in the last two minutes. Those type moments in sports. Hockey, getting rid of the two-line pass, changing a little bit of the goalie equipment, etc., and making some major changes. I think really, really helped the game as well. Yeah, the influx of Ovechkin and Crosby got out of the trap system of the 90s, coupled with those aforementioned rule changes. I just think it was a fantastic, fantastic maneuver by the NHL. And I think it's all led to, going back to the Lemieux-Gretzky, you know, Gretzky, then Lemieux, I guess, you know, the infusion, and then all the other Hall of Famers I mentioned right into, uh, you know, an era that was, you know, a little bit dominated by silly rule changes and uh, the trap system and TV, like Fox trying to put a glowing puck together, etc. But then the NHL realizing where they needed to make moves and, you know, better aboard the, better, you know, people getting on board better, you know, with the marketing and such. And then this, you know, the new influx sort of of Ovechkin Crosby into, uh, you know, star after star after star after star after star. Young you know, fast skill set through the roof, um, you know, big dudes, the Nathan McKinnons and the Connor McDavid's, and they just keep Austin Matthews and Eichel, 
and Pasternak and these guys just liney and they keep coming one after another after another and the defenseman and Cal McCarr and the you know the Lafreniers and the the uh, Capocacos and I, I mean it, you know it's it's absurd I mean it, you go on and on you know with these guys Stone and uh, the Carlson guys in 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 Vegas and obviously guys in between you know not quite as young but not quite as old I mean the Patrick Kane's of the worlds and then you've got still elite goaltending that we've seen through the years with guys like Mark Andre Fleury you know look at this kid Adam Fox and with the Rangers and all the, the collection of players in Tampa with Kucherov, who's, you know, been injured. <clears throat> you look at Adam Fox in, in New York, I mentioned him, but, you know, Victor Hedman and these these wicked, wicked defensemen, the slap shots and the size and the ability and the puck carrying is just, it's absurd what we have going on in the NHL. It's just, it, the, the, the state of hockey, I just think it's fantastic. Been loving watching all of these guys. Dougie Hamilton. You know, there's another one, you know, Dougie Hamilton, uh, you know, coming onto the scene here with Carolina, he's 27. I mean, there's so many guys, you know, age 18, 19, 20 to like 27, 28. And then you have the Patrick Canes. And then above that, the Crosbys and the Ovechkins and that group and that era, you know, and they're all, they're all tied in there. And and like I said, you still have really, really solid, solid, good goaltending, Swayman and Gustafsson and. Uh, you know, Veselevsky with the Tampa Bay Lightning, Andre Fleury, Robin Leonard doing his thing. Uh, uh, you got some good, you got some good stuff. Oh, Peter Mrazek in, in Carolina. <clears throat> you know, you got good stuff there. You know, the collection of guys in Boston. I mentioned Pasternak, but, you know, you look at Bergeron and Marchand, guys who I think are building Hall of Fame careers. So um, I think the NHL is in an unbelievable spot. I think it's super healthy. It's super fun. Um, <clears throat> and with that, Let's talk a little playoff picture here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friends over at Stanley Law Offices, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and Rosie's Corner. If you are in and around Central New York, go on over to Rosie's Corner. Pizza, wings, pasta, hot and cold subs, and more. They've got it all going on at Rosie's Corner, a proud ML Sports Platter. Sponsored, don't forget about Fish Friday every week. Mac and cheese available on Thursdays and Fridays as well. So the playoff picture, Vegas is clinched, um, and and as we know, you know the first four teams in each division will advance. So in the in the in the Honda West, <laughs> got to get that sponsor in there. In the Honda West, uh, you know Vegas, Colorado, Minnesota, Arizona, and he, he got some he gets close quarters here as we record this. Arizona. Just a point ahead of St. Louis. You got San Jose, you know, a few points behind. Uh, Los Angeles still right there. So I'd probably say Anaheim at this point, 10 points out as we record this of a spot, probably out. But it's tight, man. Five points separating Arizona, St. Louis, San Jose, and, and Los Angeles. And I got to say, you know, with X amount of games left here, and what are they playing, a 56-game schedule, um, these teams, all they've done is play each other all year within the division. That's all they've done is play each other. They've got to be absolutely positively so sick and tired of each other at this point, <clears throat> you know, battling and jockeying for position in the postseason. They got to be so sick and tired of it, so sick and tired of playing each other, uh, and, and that may make the games even more fun here down the stretch. Because not only do they hate each other, but you know, it's like we hate you so much we don't want to see you in the postseason. 
right? You know, maybe there's gonna something will happen extra bad bad blood between Anaheim and, and let's say the Coyotes, and you know they play each other once or twice down the stretch. Anaheim saying, you know, these guys, I don't, we don't want these guys in the playoffs. Screw that. Uh, but I think Vegas right now. I mean, they're they're them in Colorado. I know there's only a few points between Minnesota and Colorado, and, and a couple more with Vegas. But to me, in the West, Vegas and Colorado, they look spectacular. Uh, I think those two are actually the the front runners uh, for. Uh, you know, I, I want to say West, uh, West, West, you know, if we had East and West, right. Um, <clears throat> I guess the, the, the central division, it's, a, it's got a little flavor, you know, it's got a little flavor of East, a little flavor of West, uh, in there. I like Carolina. You know, I just mentioned Hamilton. I like the goaltending. I like the defense there. Um, they've been, uh, they've been pretty good. You know, Ajo's a stud. Um, you know, Tampa Bay is still obviously right there. They'll make the playoffs. They'll be a jumbled bunch for that fourth spot. I've been really impressed with Chicago this year. This is supposed to be a major rebuild year for them, and yet Patty Kane and company have been really, really good uh, in terms of making uh, making some headway just a few points out of a playoff spot. That will go to the end uh, between the likes of Chicago, Dallas, and Nashville for that last spot. Nashville's solid. They don't blow me away. I, I don't have them on the short list of cup contending. Then, you know, there's teams that, that have more points than others that I don't think are as much of a threat. Even Carolina with the 65 as we record this. Florida, I don't see them, even though we're ahead of Tampa Bay, I don't see them as much of a threat as Tampa. Again, it's going to be hard to repeat because it just is in sports. It's brutal. Um you know, Minnesota, nice team, but not quite probably up to the upper upper echelon. You know, Vegas, Colorado, Tampa, those type of teams. And then, obviously, in the East, you know, the Islanders, again, same type team there. Really good team, made some moves, got Zajac, um, you know, and Paul Mary from the Devils. Uh, Devils fans were pissed at that one. Talked to a couple of them, actually, and they're just irate that they went to the Islanders. But, you, you know, you've got them, you know, really good team, but again... <laughs> How much of a threat really are they, right? I mean, I, I just don't I don't see them in that upper echelon of the Washingtons and Vegas and Colorado and Tampa. Um, I think we're set with the four teams in the East. I do. I, I You know, for as hot as the Rangers had been for a few weeks stretch there, in, in goodness, oh, actually it was about, what, a week, week and a half. I mean, they were spectacular. They were, you know, Zabinijad's flying around, you know, scoring multiple goals and hat tricks and, you know, what was it, a nine-point game, perhaps, if I can remember correctly. The youngsters, great stuff there. I mean, they've got a real big-time future there uh, in New York. I love David Quinn's style. You know, I love Kako. I love Lafreniere. I love uh, the kid Adam Fox I talked about earlier. Um, you know, they've got some really nice pieces, a solid goaltending, depth across the board at several positions. Uh, but I think they're going to fall a little bit short this particular year because the division is so freaking brutal. I mean, if they were playing in the Central, you know, they'd probably make the playoffs because I think they're better than Chicago, Dallas, Nashville. But in this division, you got Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, and the Boston Bruins. And it's just, it's very, very difficult. And then teams that already know you really, really well before in Philly and New Jersey are right, you know, right, right there in, in terms of those battles. It's hard to sneak a lot of things past those teams, you know, even though they're non-playoff teams. Buffalo, has been playing better hockey as of late, of course, but they're obviously way out of it. They're 
you know, looking towards next year as usual. Um, so the Rangers won't make it. I, I was hoping they would uh, because I think it's great for hockey. I think, you know, teams in, in big, big markets, you know, when you're not the NFL, you know, when you're, 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 you're a team like the Rangers in the big market, all it does is help the sport because, you, you know, people talk about the sport more. And I think that's a great, great thing. Um, so I really was hoping the Rangers, you know, what I was really hoping they'd get in. Uh, but it looks, you know, it looks like we're pretty good. You know, they'll jockey around here to see who's first, second, and third. But I think Washington Islanders, Pittsburgh, you know, Boston will be in. And then in the, the Scotia North, which is the All-Canada division. Uh, by the way, hat tip to the Vancouver Canucks with all the corona bullshit uh, going on. Vancouver, they didn't play hockey for 24 days which is absolutely mind-boggling. But kudos to Vancouver. Kudos to them, first and foremost, because before I even get to the the entire division, they they didn't play, and they were under all these restrictions, and you can't this, you can't that, you can't leave rooms, you, you know, in general, but, you know, you can't leave and you can't play. I mean, you know, you're sitting there trying to figure out workouts and all the rest. Disaster. Disaster. And they're well out of a playoff spot. Partially because they're not that good and, and partially because they just, you know, they haven't played. Um, they've got, you know, I think a, a, a solid few guys, though, to, to build around here. I mean, I love the, the net front play this year of Bo Horvat. Um you know, I didn't even get to when I was talking about the young, you know, big skill set, speed, you know, youth of today's NHL. I mean, Vancouver's got a couple of those guys right now. I mean, you've got a 23-year-old and, and Elias Patterson. You've got Bo Horvat in there uh, as well. Um, you know, Quinn Hughes is a, is a freaking stud. By the way, can you imagine being born in 1999? <laughs> Yeah. I look at some of these hockey rosters and it's just absurd looking at how young some of these guys are. Uh, Braden Holtby, the veteran, has been actually, I mean, he made some kind of save the other night with that pinwheel deal. You know, they're hoping Michael DiPietro uh, will do something. He's, again, another guy born in 99. So they've got some pieces in Vancouver. DiPietro, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat. Um, Horvat is, uh, what is he now, 26. So still pretty young, um, you know, and Pedersen, you know, in, in company. So they've got some nice pieces, but tip of the cap to Vancouver for coming back and, you know, 24 days of not playing hockey, being stuck in rooms, not being able to do a lot from a practice schedule standpoint, you know, and, and coming back in that fashion uh, and, and and winning, I just thought was, was so impressive beating the Maple Leafs, the top team in the North Division. Speaking of the North Division, let's get into the rest of it Um, right now. I mean, obviously Toronto has shown to be the class so far of it. Uh, Awfully hard to slow down those forwards with Marner and Matthews and and, and company. Um, You know, this is a team that when they start scoring, when they start rolling, uh, this is a team that's just... uh, you know, very, very difficult to stop. Very, diff- very difficult to stop. And don't give them a power play. <clears throat> you know, 
you know, you got to deal with Matthews, you got to deal with Marner, you got Tavares, you got William Nylander. Uh, you got some major players there, some major scores. Um, you know, I still think they're a little weaker on defense, you know, and I think that could catch up with them. I think goaltending wise, God, they have flashes, don't they, with Frederick Anderson? And then other nights, you're like, what the hell happened to this guy? Actually, you know, what's happened many times in games, you know, goaltending across the board, actually, in that Vancouver game. You're like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Toronto's the best team in there. I, I just don't know. And I don't, I put them, I think, in the second deck of cup contenders right now. I think if you had to, you know, and as I wrap up, <clears throat> just a couple of more thoughts here in terms of playoff picture and, and, and some certain thoughts and matchups and all the rest. I, I just, I, I think that main cup group, the cup contenders right there at the top. <clears throat> I'd have to say I got Vegas, Colorado. This is like the number, this is the A group. Washington. Do I have anybody else in there? I mean, I know what the points say. I know, and I've watched a ton of hockey this year. And I, I, I mean, I know what Florida and Carolina have as far as points. I know what the Islanders have. You know, Winnipeg, I, there's just, a lot of these clubs are just a shade behind. You know, Boston, to me, is always really the most dangerous. They're always dangerous. Even when they don't win the Cup, they're just there. The team that nobody wants to play. I probably got Boston up at the top of that as well. Pittsburgh's been playing well, but, you know, in seven-game series, do I trust Boston or Pittsburgh more? You know, Melkin hasn't been healthy. Um, <clears throat> you know, and you have to wonder if this is, like, the final ride for Pittsburgh, right? I mean, do they move... I can't imagine, I just can't imagine the careers that Crosby and Malkin have. I, Crosby's probably the more untouchable one because you just, you know, Pittsburgh fans probably think of him, you know, like the Jeter of, of the Penguins, right? The Jeter to the Yankees, Crosby to the Penguins, you know, that 16-year career. You can't imagine him in another uniform. It's, well, I mean, Tom Brady played and won a Super Bowl with the Bucks and is still going. Um you know, we've seen guy Peyton Manning with the Broncos. We've seen guys move around Jordan in a Wizards uniform. We've seen guys do it. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see. I mean, it, you know, it's it's an era where that happens a lot in sports. Ray Bork, you know, won a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Avalanche. Played. It, people in Boston were obviously heartbroken by that. Um, so we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I, Boston looks to me, you know, despite the points, Boston is always a scary group. I would put those clubs in there. I'd say Vegas, Colorado, um, Washington. Yeah, I got to throw Tampa in there because defending champs and, and Boston, those big five. And then from there, I think everybody else is in that second group. All the playoff teams are in that second group. Everybody who makes it, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, you know, the Nashvilles or the Dallas, you know, whoever makes out of that central, the back end. Um, you know, it, 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 it's it's going to be a hell of a playoff. There's no doubt about that. Now, for people who are still confused about how the NHL playoff bracket is going to look, I'm just going to end the pod with kind of telling people about this. Okay? Again, they're playing 56 regular season games, and here's how it's going to work once we get to the playoffs. The top four teams in each division, as I've mentioned, will qualify for the Stanley Cup playoffs. No wild card teams. The first two rounds will be played within the division. <laughs> as if you didn't have enough time with these teams, you know, as if you're not sick of these teams as is. The first two team, uh, the first two rounds 
will be played within the division in a one versus four, two versus three format. If you're an old school hockey fan, you remember old Patrick Norris, Smythe, you know, Adams division days. That's what they used to do. Uh, for this year, it's back. It's kind of kind of a, a, a little renaissance or a little historical throwback, right? Now, those matchups will make up the first two rounds of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and and then it gets really interesting and a little different. The four teams that advance to the semifinals will then be reseeded based on their regular season point totals and then placed into a new bracket, which is one versus four, two versus three. That means the traditional Eastern Conference champion versus Western Conference champion format, it's gonzo for this year, and all sorts of new options are suddenly available. How about this? Could you imagine Toronto and Boston? That could happen, right? That scenario is a possibility. Nathan McKinnon, Colorado versus Connor McDavid and Edmonton, right? Those were a lot of things that you know, we were, we were, well, at least the Colorado Edmonton thing, we were, I guess we were hoping for, um, you know, it, it, in, in the beginning, uh, Edmonton, it still could have, I mean, Edmonton's a playoff team as we record this. I mean, they have 56 points, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're right there. Um, these things, we look back at it and, oh my God, could it, it it's, it's possible. I mean, Toronto, Boston, it, I mean, it, it's possible again, Let's just look at this again, all right? First four, you know, the, the, the first four teams make it. You play in a one versus four, two versus three, within the division, and then you get reseeded in a brand new one versus four, two versus three, based on your regular season point total. <clears throat> what about Pittsburgh, Tampa, Washington, uh, Washington, Tampa, St. Louis, Dallas, uh, Minnesota, Dallas, St. Louis, Chicago. Again, if the Blackhawks can, Blackhawks can hang on, St. Louis and Chicago go on a run to end it. All were possible then, and a lot of these things are possible now. I mean, you think about what I was just talking about. <clears throat> think about this. Let's go over to the, just look at the, the, the East, right? Look, Just look at the East, you know? The East and the North, for example. Washington, the Islanders, Pittsburgh, Boston, as I record this. That's your playoff deal. So you'd have one versus four, Washington versus Boston, Islanders versus Pittsburgh, two versus three. Let's say Boston wins and then Pittsburgh wins, right? And then let's say in the north, one versus four, you'd have Leafs and Canadians as I record this. That's how insane these playoffs are going to be. It's going to be absurd. Edmonton, Winnipeg, come on, bring it on. Let's say Edmonton wins and Toronto wins, right? Then you've got a complete reseeding based on the regular season. So with Boston moving on, in my scenario, and Pittsburgh moving on, Pittsburgh is 61 points, Boston 58, I record as I record this, Toronto 61, Edmonton 56. So tech, let's just say that in the end, uh, uh, Toronto finishes... Um, one, right, and Pittsburgh uh, is behind him at two. Well, actually, no. Let's say that because I'm trying to figure out the one versus four and two versus three scenario to get into a Toronto Boston situation, which it could happen. Let's say Boston stays at you know behind all these guys in points, um, and Toronto finishes ahead out of all this group 
you know, with a 61 compared to Pittsburgh, compared to everybody, right? And, and and so Toronto would be your number one because they have the most points going back to the regular season. And out of those winners I just talked about, you know, Toronto, let's say, advances, beats Montreal. Edmonton advances, beats Winnipeg. You know, Boston advances, beats Washington. Pittsburgh beats the Islanders. Let's say that, you know, Boston has the fourth best points, but Toronto has the first most points. Ba-boom, voila, holy shnikes. You'd have Toronto playing Boston in the one versus four reseeded you know, playoff format in the second deck, right? That second bracket based on regular season points. And then in the other game, you know, you would have Pittsburgh facing off against, against Edmonton, which would be absurd because you'd have Crosby and, and McDavid, you know, that Crosby, you could have Crosby, Malkin, McDavid and Dreisaitl in that series. So it, it's unbelievable. Those are some of the scenarios that we're looking at for the playoff format. I can't wait. I think the NHL is the best it's ever been. It's super healthy. The games are amazing. The youth, the speed, the skill set, unbelievable. The size, it's mind-boggling to watch. I cannot wait for it. So there's your little state of the state on the NHL with, I think, the game being the best it's ever been and a little playoff picture as well as Vegas, the first team as we record this to get in. I cannot wait. I can't wait for the matchups down the stretch and the playoff format is going to be absurd. It's going to throw us back to those days of the interdivision, the the one versus four, two versus three, top four teams in the division already hate each other going into that format. And you never know, maybe the NHL looks at this and goes, hey, I think we might have something here. Let's just keep this the way it is for the uh, you know foreseeable future, three to five years. You could almost use the playoff picture the same way you have with the All-Star game, right? You know, you had East-West, you had different formats, you had team captains picking, you know, for a point. I remember I went to the All-Star game in Toronto in 2000. You had, you know, the North America versus the World thing, which was pretty cool. And maybe maybe they changed the playoff format, you know, in the collective bargaining. You go with a five-year playoff format this way and then change it again to keep fan interest going. I can tell you one thing, Canadians won't argue it because this league has been spectacular. And oh, by the way, when you get fans back into the building, full bore, full bore, look out. Look out. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at CNY Electrical, Axe Exotic Pets, Sit Means Sit Dog Training in Syracuse, and Western New York OTB. Make sure you get over to your off-track betting site all around the state of New York, Rochester, Buffalo, Syracuse, Watertown, Albany. Place those bets for all the horse races this 2021 calendar year. Also a big tip of the cap, thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families and Camilla's Golf Club. They've been serving the golf community since 1962 in Central New York. Make sure you visit CamillasHillsGolfClub.com. Get your membership now. Go play Camillus, the official golf course of the ML Sports Platter. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. The ML Sports Platter is part of the Brawl Network. Make sure you download and subscribe to get this podcast wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device. If you have an Apple phone, it's simple. Go find the, the purple podcast button. Tap it, hit search, type in ML Sports Platter, and off you go. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. And new and archived episodes will be delivered right to your smartphone device. Available on Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeart, Amazon Music, CastBox. Go get it all over where podcasts are found on your smartphone device. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. Looking for a way to make some quick cash? Well, making money with DoorDash is super easy, guys. 
I love riding my bike around the city, and now I get to do that while getting paid. With DoorDash, I get to pick my own hours and be my own boss. I get paid on my deliveries and keep 100% of my tips. Not to mention the sign-up process was so quick and easy. Guys, I'm telling you, just download the DoorDash driver app and see how easy it is to start earning cash today. Snow falls on an old apartment. Inside, the holiday season is in swing. On the first floor, Cokes are poured and stories shared among friends. Three flights up, one generation passes down the family recipe to the next. Inside every home, there's magic. Coca-Cola. Real magic. Enjoy the real magic of the season with close friends, family, and refreshing Coca-Cola paired with all your holiday meals. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.